For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Stephen Jackson, director of the Southwest Climate Adaptation Science Center at the U.S. Geological Survey in Tucson. Welcome, Steve. Yeah, thanks. Happy to be here. You've been studying how vegetation changed at the end of the last ice age. How far back in time are you looking? The past 20,000 years, uh, the ice sheets were on top of the northern third of North America 20,000 years ago, and then they went away. How do you know what was growing where that long ago? We use different kinds of uh, sediment records, which range from buried soils and buried forests to pollen and plant debris that's been blown or washed into lake. Uh, deposits. And we also, in places like Arizona, we often use pack rat middens uh, stashed in caves and crevices. So how much change was there at the end of the last ice age? And how fast was it? The change was considerable. We did a global analysis, nearly 600 sites from across the, the globe, and found that nearly everywhere Vegetation has changed a lot, both in composition and its overall structure since the last ice age. The changes were rapid in some cases, slower in other cases. They took anywhere from a couple thousand to 10,000 years to fully play out. Can we use these results to predict what might happen if the climate warms up by various amounts? Yes, we were able to gauge the sensitivity of vegetation to average temperature change in the past and then used that to compare with some of the scenarios of different greenhouse gas emissions that have been put forward by the international scientific community through the uh, Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, or IPCC. So we used all of their different scenarios, but probably the, the most important ones in this context are what we might call the best case scenario in terms of climate change and the worst case scenario. The worst case scenario is essentially business as usual with major continuation of greenhouse gas emissions into the atmosphere. And under that scenario, the business as usual scenario, our results suggest that there's going to be major change in vegetation composition and structure worldwide, that uh, the effects will be global with very few exceptions. Under the alternative scenario, which uh, would involve very aggressive emission cuts trying to get get towards the Paris Accords of keeping global temperature change below two degrees Celsius. The vegetation change over the globe, according to our results, is much less. There will still be some change. We've got some climate change that's already baked in with current atmospheric carbon dioxide composition, but that if the emissions are reduced and we stay on that best case scenario, then that will minimize the overall turnover in vegetation uh, and minimize the overall ecological disruption, restricting it to a, just a few parts on the globe. Could you explain what you mean by sensitivity? Do you mean certain plant species are more sensitive than others or certain types of uh, environments? Good question. We're talking about general sensitivity of the composition of the vegetation, the particular species that are dominant in the vegetation, 
and also about sensitivity in the structure of the vegetation, whether it's a forest, an evergreen forest, or a deciduous forest, or a woodland, or desert scrub, or prairie, or tundra, or whatever. An example of compositional change might be to replace a ponderosa pine forest, like the ones we'd have up on the slopes of Mount Lemmon, with, say, a Douglas fir forest or an oak forest. That would be a compositional change, but in replacing it with Douglas fir forest, we'd still have conifer forest, so that would not be a structural change. If we replaced it with oak forest, that's deciduous, we'd have a moderate to large structural change. And of course, if it gave way to desert scrub or grassland, that would be a very large structural change. Thank you for coming in, Steve. Okay, thank you, my pleasure. This is Tim Swindle, and this has been Arizona Science. You can also listen to this and other Arizona science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org.